welcome to Awaken and Rise, the podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, a spiritual mindset coach passionate about all things spirituality, manifestation, energetics, mindset, human design, and so much more. My mission is to guide you to know yourself on a deep soul level, to help you to energetically upgrade to manifest your deepest desires, for you to uplevel your mindset and to expand your spirituality. Thank you for joining me on this journey to awaken and rise. Hi guys, welcome back to the pod. I'm excited that you're here today. Today's topic is going to be something that I feel like people do talk about quite a bit, but I personally haven't, you know, shared my view or haven't really shared on this topic at all, really. And this podcast was inspired by something that one of my friends said, and it just got me thinking that like, this is such a very common and almost normalized sort of issue, I guess you could call it, that a lot of people really struggle with. And I feel like me in the past has really struggled with this particular thing as well. But as I've gone along my journey, it's actually not even been intentional per se, but I've really transformed myself in this aspect. And I feel like I can really speak to this topic now. I'm definitely not perfect, but I feel like I have come such a long way and I feel really good with where I'm at around this topic. Before I jump into it, quick little update. I move next week, which is so exciting. When you're listening to this, it'll be in a couple of days and I'm actually going to pre-record, I think two, maybe three, depending on how I go episodes, just to make sure that I'm all settled in the new house and don't have to worry about like, you know, setting up my podcasting gear and all of that. I also feel like it's a different house as well. It's very um, echoey because it's all like tiled. So I feel like the audio might be a bit of a struggle to like nail as well. It might be way more echoey. So I apologize in advance, but yeah, I don't want to have to like worry about that. And I love being consistent on the pod and making sure that there's always new episodes for you guys. I feel like recently I've had so many people message me saying how much they actually do love the podcast and how much it's helping their lives and inspiring them and all the things. And I absolutely love those messages so much. They literally fuel me. I already like love doing this so much. Even if no one was listening, I feel like I would still be doing it because I love sharing my views on things. I love sharing my knowledge, but also it's made me grow so much as a person just by, you know, providing this content, making sure I'm consistent with it. It's almost like therapy for me as well, because I'm I'm speaking about things and I'm like reminding myself about things that I've learned or that I need to do or embody. And yeah, I just want to say that I appreciate you guys. And I absolutely love providing this content as well. And on that note, I would so appreciate if you could rate my podcast. That is the best way to support me and support the pod because my goal is to make it, you know, really big and have my listener audience huge and worldwide. And I want to share this information with as many people as physically possible. So I would absolutely love if you could rate it. So then it helps it to be seen by more people and to grow and all the things. So thank you so much. All right, let's jump into the episode. I feel like this one might be a little bit of a shorter one. And as I said before, it's kind of, it's kind of pre-planned, but I'm also going to riff on just my view of this. And the reason why this topic came up and the topic being, I feel like I haven't spoken about it. The topic being like energy vampires, people pleasers, people sucking your energy and draining you. And I feel like this is very, very common with, I guess, our sort of demographic. Usually we're quite empathetic and may identify as being an empath. You really feel deeply for those people around you and you want to help them. And you might have, you know, a really high vibration and a bright light in this world. And people are attracted to that. And 
want some of that for themselves, which is perfectly normal. However, it, like I said before, it's an energy vampire. Like they're literally sucking the life from you, sucking the energy from you. And you know, those people that maybe you go to coffee with, or maybe you are like acquaintances with or friends with even, and you just leave the conversation, you leave the interaction or situation feeling really drained. You come home and you're like, oh my God, I need to take a nap. Like that was just, you know, a a day's worth of work or a day's worth of socialization in like an hour. Like it just felt like, you know, they were really sucking the life from me. And it's not to say that they're bad people or they like were intentionally trying to do that or anything, but it wasn't like an equal sort of give or take um, energy exchange. And that is what I want to speak about today because I feel like so many of us can struggle with that and don't know what to do about it or how to overcome that. And I kind of want to share my journey with that and how I sort of overcame it and ways that you can overcome that as well. And also some mindset shifts that will change the way that you look at it as well. So the reason why this came up is because a friend was asking me for advice and he voice noted me and he was like, wow, I just got off a call with somebody that, you know, was just complaining the entire time. I couldn't get a word in. It was only meant to be like, you know, a five, 10 minute call and it ended up being like an hour and a half. And I just feel like, what the hell was that? I feel like so drained and all the things. And I replied and I was like, that is seagull energy. Yes, you heard that right. Seagull energy, like the bird. And this is a term that I coined. It's actually, I think it's genius, to be honest. I don't know if I've shared this on the pod before, but seagull energy, I have a few sort of seagulls in my life. One in particular, who's a family member. And you know, with seagulls, right? You're at the beach and maybe you have some hot chips or something. And there's all these seagulls around and they just want a bite of this chip, right? Maybe you see one and it's really cute and you're like, oh, I'll just give you one. Like you look really hungry. You know, you're giving me the cute eyes. Like I'll just give you one little chip. And then as soon as you do that, they keep coming back for more and more and more and never stop and just want more and more and more. It's like, you know, the saying, like you give them an inch and they take a mile. It's like you give them a tiny little bit because you are, you know, you feel bad for them or you just feel like you need to be a nice person or whatever it is. And then they just take that and run with it and take all of your chips. That is what seagull energy is. So it's those people that, and I'm thinking of one person, one family member in particular, they'll message me and I'll give like a really, really, you know, short response because I know this is the way that it's going to go. You know, it's maybe it's just a, a random message out of the blue, like complaining about something. And I'll just be like, oh, that sucks. You know, that's all I'll say. And then I, because I send that one message, it's like me giving the one chip. And then I come back to the messages later and it's like message after message after message of these huge long paragraphs. But just because I've given them, you know, an inch, they've really taken a mile after I've given them the inch. And I understand that this is like quite difficult to do, especially when it is family members as well, because they don't think that they're doing anything wrong either. They don't see that they're sucking your energy. They probably don't even understand the concept of energy. So it's it's not to say that they're wrong or bad people, but now that you have the awareness that this, this is a thing and that you energetically can get drained really easily, it's how you move forward and how you interact with the situation moving forward that's really going to like stop this energetic weird energetic exchange and my journey with this was I used to be a really big people pleaser and I find this so common with people pleasers because they just want to make everyone happy they want to do everything for everyone and they actually might not have the energy for it or they might not have the energy to 
you know, socialize with this person or whatever it is. I feel like I'm such an introverted person that I'm not a super, you know, social butterfly and my social battery only has so much and I'm very aware of that. So when I am feeling like I have nothing to give, I used to just push through and say yes to everything. But now it's like, especially because I've actually really curated the people in my life, I can be so open and be like, actually, I've got a lot on or actually I'm really tired. Like, do you mind if we postpone or do we mind? Do you mind if you wait a couple of weeks to see me? Because it's not worth me like, you know, burning myself out and becoming a shell of a human just to make somebody else happy because it's not, it's got nothing to do with them. It's all to do with myself, right? And one thing I wrote down here is that people are only energetic vampires. They're only energy vampires if you let them have access to your blood, metaphorically. So people that are energy vampires, the people that are, you know, they want to suck the life out of you. They want to get as much as they can from you and not give anything back. Maybe I used to have a friend actually that I remember when she hadn't seen me in like a week, she was like, oh my God, I feel so weird. Like I haven't been around you. Like I need your energy to like make me positive again. And she would just like kind of use me for making herself feel really good. And at the time, this was only a few years ago, at the time I was like, oh my God, that's so nice. Like, you know, she thinks I'm a really positive person to be around, blah, blah, blah. But then I was realizing how drained I was feeling after those interactions. And I was like, that actually makes so much sense that she was kind of stealing or or sucking some of my life out, right? So at the time I thought it was a really good thing. I thought it was a compliment, but now looking back, I was like, but now looking back, I'm like, that's actually really not a good thing. So again, people are only energy vampires if you let them have access to you, if you let them, you know, have some of your energy. And this is not to say to cut every single person off in your life, but just be so aware of how much you are giving to them. Maybe you're a person that, you know, sits down with a particular friend and all they want is like life advice from you and you just give and give and give and you give them so much advice on, you know, if they should get back with their ex-boyfriend and then, you know, you try and like compliment them a lot to try and hype them up so they don't go back to them or you give them so much advice and so much of your energy and your love and your care and then you see them the next week and they've just literally like done none of the stuff that you've said. That is the biggest waste of your one time, but also your energy because you've put so much care and intention and love into that and they haven't even taken it on board. That is such an energy leak for you. It's such an energy drain. So going forward, if you still want to be friends with this person, of course, it's actually being intentional. It's actually being intentional and being like, okay, I know this person never does anything I, you know, give the advice on anyway. I'm just going to go in with a new attitude. I'm going to go in and not give as much because it's just sucking the life from me and it's not doing either of us a favor. So it's not like you have to sit down and actually say that to them, but just pull back your energy a little bit. And I feel like that was one of the biggest things that I can personally do really well, to be honest. And, you know, I feel like there is positives and negatives to it. Like people can, I guess, see it as a negative thing. But for me personally, I think it's really positive. I think that, you know, I'm the type of person that is warm and is open and all of that. But if you kind of give me a weird energy or if you kind of like rub me the wrong way or say something weird or rude, and this is, I guess, mostly subconscious, but I can pull back my energy really quickly. It's like, I'll give you stuff, but then as soon as it's like too much, I'll just 
And I'm seeing this like hermit go into like their shell. And it's just like, I will literally just retract my energy and I'm still going to be part of the conversation and all of that. But it's just like, I can put this shield up that doesn't let you access my energy. And I've had people reflect this back to me actually before I was even aware of it myself. And it used to be really good. Like when I was working in retail back in the day, I could do this really easily with like customers that, you know, were rude to me or you know, just wanted to talk and talk and talk. And I just didn't have time. I could, I can tell, I can allow people to tell that like, I'm done with the, with the exchange by kind of zipping up my energy. And it's not like I come across as, you know, a bitch or like rude or anything. It's just like my, my warm energy is not there anymore as much. And you, you might be listening to this depending on how far along you are on this, like people please a journey if you are on it. And, you know, me five years ago, whenever I was going through my big people pleasing stage, I would have looked at myself now and be like, oh my God, what a bitch. Like that is so, you know, not very nice. This person had, you know, this, this version of me had no concept of what a boundary was, had no idea that people were, you know, taking my energy or sucking my energy or that there was a limit, I guess, to my energy. Not that there is a limit, but there's only so much that you can give to people before you feel very depleted yourself. And when my friend was saying how this hour and a half, you know, phone conversation really drained him, I was thinking about how much that just wouldn't happen to me anymore. Like back in the day, I definitely would have fallen victim to that. And, and, you know, really given this person the time of day potentially, or really allowed myself to get like swirled up in that. But now I just, I don't have the time for that. I don't have the energy for that. I just don't want to do that. And I can very much tell within myself when I am done energetically and everyone's is going to be different. Like I feel like mine is probably a little bit smaller in intolerance because I'm really not a hugely, hugely social person. I don't thrive off of, you know, being in big groups of people or anything like that. So the person that is a little bit more extroverted might have a bigger tolerance and that hour and a half conversation wouldn't have drained them. But for me personally, I know that that's way past my limits and I will just come off that call feeling so depleted, depending on the person. This person in particular sounded very, very draining. So I was reflecting kind of this morning on how, like, what did I do to be better at energetic boundaries? And it's not like I sat down with a journal and I was like, okay, I'm going to work on being a people pleaser now. I'm going to work on, you know, my energy and not giving it to everyone and having better energetic boundaries and did like a step-by-step process. And that's not what I'm going to give you. I mean, if I really thought about it, I probably could give you a step-by-step process, but maybe I'll make a course or something on it one day. But I feel like it was a byproduct of me doing, you know, personal development work on myself. And the, the biggest thing that kind of comes to mind is self-worth and also attachment styles as well. So these are both really interesting. So the first one, self-worth is kind of like, I mean, they do kind of link together the attachment styles and the self-worth, but for self-worth for me, the more that I've strengthened that and the more that I've, you know, really reclaimed and recovered and raised my self-worth, the more I am okay with not always being liked by other people. And this is definitely something that I'm still working on. It definitely is like one of my biggest wounds, I guess, in this lifetime. But I used to be the person that if, you know, I did anything wrong by anybody and, you know, by wrong, I could have had the best intentions, but it may not have been received well by the other person. I would spiral and I would get this 
all body feeling that was like paralyzing. I wanted to throw up. I remember in school, if I ever got in trouble for anything and I was the biggest like goody two twos ever, but if I ever did anything, you know, wrong or, you know, my friend confronted me about something or if, if I was in the wrong at all, my entire nervous system would like shatter. Like I was like, paralyzed with this like fear I wanted to throw up like it it's just it riddled me with this like guilt sort of feeling and that is a big sort of people pleaser you know trait as well it's like you just want everyone to be happy with you and to always like you and it links back to I, I share this a lot and you, I'm sure you've heard this multiple times but back you know in our primal days when we were part of tribes and all of that and smaller smaller communities if you did wrong by somebody and they you know shunned you from that community you were out alone by yourself in the wilderness and without the resources of the group without the food of the group without the you know connection without the shelter without the water whatever it is without the fire you were more likely dead because you can't survive by yourself out there without the protection of the group so as humans we have that literally built within us of if you know somebody doesn't like me so say in school for example you have your little communities in school, you have your little groups in school. And it's like, if my friends don't like me, I will have to sit by myself and to my body, that makes me feel like I'm literally going to die. And it sounds stupid now or silly now, because if we have no friends for a short period of time, we're not going to die. If somebody doesn't like us, we are not going to die. Like it is not a threat to our survival. Whereas back in the day, it literally was so primal and so in this, you know, survival sort of energy very root chakra energy. Whereas now we are so blessed and so privileged to have all of this, you know, safety and security and access to things so easily that, you know, if we were shunned by the community or if somebody didn't like us, we are literally not going to die. And well, that was a mad tangent, but coming back to self-worth, it's like, I know that if, you know, somebody doesn't like me or if I don't give enough to a person and they don't like that or whatever it is, I know that I will be okay by myself. Whereas in the past, like I kind of, you know, now I know my worth. I know that I'm worthy. And if somebody doesn't, you know, match that or, you know, treat me the way that I deserve to be treated, I'm okay with letting that person go because I know that I will be okay by myself. Whereas in the past, it's like, I would have been like, oh my God, no, like I need that person in my life. Or, you know, I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to have no friends. I don't want to, you know, be single, whatever it is. And I would settle for things that were way below my worth because that was an energetic match to how worthy I was feeling at the time. So I would settle for, you know, shitty relationships or shitty friends or just just things that weren't a reflection of the worth that I have within myself now. But it makes sense at the time that I had that, those beliefs and, and those people around me because my worth was a little bit lower or I felt like my worth was lower actually. Whereas spoiler alert, our worth is always top tier high. But at the time I thought it was lower and I have a whole podcast episode actually on self-worth if you want to delve into that more and I really overcome and I really explain all the ways to overcome any self-worth issues and how to raise and reclaim your self-worth. So highly recommend that one. I think it's literally called how to raise your self-worth or something like that. And then the second kind of piece to this that I was thinking about was attachment styles. And I'm, I know that this really relates back to the self-worth piece as well, but I'm sure you know what an attachment style is. You know, there's anxious, there's avoidant and there's secure, which 
is the really basic sort of versions of them. I know there's more, but just for the sake of this podcast, I'm just going to say the three. And, you know, ideally we want to be in a place where we're feeling quite secure in ourselves rather than anxious or rather than avoidant. And for me, I really, especially in relationships, used to really sway to the anxious And, you know, it comes from abandonment wound issues, which I feel like a lot of people have the feeling of not wanting to be abandoned and all of that. And also finding my worth in other people as well. So finding myself, you know, worthy if I was in a relationship and if that relationship was to fail, then I wasn't worthy anymore. So I was really relying energetically on, you know, partners in the past or friends in the past, past to instill this like false sense of self-worth within myself. And I have done so much work on healing my, you know, anxious attachment style. I feel like it's definitely not perfect, but it's very much way better and way more swinging to the secure side now. So again, it's like, I'm so secure in myself that if somebody doesn't like me or doesn't agree with what I say, or, you know, anything like that, I'm okay. I know I'm not going to die. I like myself. I'm secure in myself. And that is all that matters. And also like if I, and this is the boundary piece here, if I don't want to do something and there's not one part of my body that is like wanting to do that thing, I'm going to say, no, I don't want to do that thing just to make somebody else happy. And that's a big lesson that I've learned. I would say in the past, like one to two years, that I am so okay with saying no to things now. I'm so okay with having boundaries in that respect. Like socially, if I don't want to hang out with somebody because I know they're going to drain me and I'm not in the place to give, I will say no. And that is a big you know, way that I personally shield my energy because I'm actually not being in their vicinity. And again, go, going back to like the seagull energy thing, if somebody is a seagull, <laughs> so if they are, you know, just wanting more and more and more and more for, from you. And you're like, oh my God, please go away. Like I just can't do this anymore. That's when you know that they are an energetic vampire and that you need to, again, tweak things on your end. You're the one in control here. Tweak things on your end to make sure that doesn't happen. Don't give them access to your energy because they can only you know, suck your energy if you let them, if you are the one to give them your energy. This is one of the like, best things I've ever done for myself. And even it's reflecting again on this podcast episode of how far I actually have personally come. I'm like so proud of myself because it is such a big thing and such a prevalent thing in a lot of people to have this people pleaser energy, to have this like empath energy of always giving energy to other people and none for yourself. It's made me so much more secure in myself, so much stronger and so much more resilient as well. And yeah, if you feel similar, I highly recommend doing the same. Again, it's not really like a step-by-step process of like advice that I can give you, but just remember like nobody can take your energy or somebody can't take your energy if you don't let them. Like you have the power here, you have the control. And of course, you know, the stuff that I always speak about is always going to help as well. So like energy cleansing at the end of the day or energy cleansing, like after you see the person, you know, envisioning a big bright light around you or a big shield around you that this person cannot energetically penetrate at all. Protection rituals as well. I share a lot actually in my masterclass called Clear Channel that you can purchase and listen to or watch right now if you like. I'll pop it in the show notes below. I've actually had somebody recently purchase it and sent the most beautiful message that it was exactly what she needed to hear at the time and 
it's helped her already so much. So that was beautiful. And basically that masterclass is, I want to say like an hour and a half. And I go through all of my energetic practices that I do to like both cleanse myself and also protect myself from energy as well. And, you know, it's not, a few of them are, I guess, the generic ones of like saging and, you know, different crystals to use and all of that. But I go through some really out there ones that kind of came to me that you may not have thought about before as well. So I'll pop that in the show notes below if you also want to learn those things. I'll pop a little cheeky discount on it for podcast listeners as well. And that kind of brings me to the end of the episode. So homework task, if you like, is to go through and figure out all of the seagulls in your life. Figure out who are, you know, the people that are draining you and then put a mirror up and bring it all back to yourself. Why are you letting these people take chips out of your hands? Why are you letting these people, you know, these seagulls take all of your chips? They're only taking it because you're offering. They're only taking these chips because you're letting them have the chips. The chips are there accessible to them and they can smell these beautiful chips. So hide the chips, protect the chips and they won't come near you anymore. All right. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this and I will chat to you in the next episode. Bye. 